Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. A loving Father, after this manner, therefore, ye pray. Our Father, which art where? In heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's Matthew 6, 9, 13. Although God was referred as our Father 13 times in the Old Testament. So how many times he referred in the Old Testament? 13 times. Jesus' frequent use of this title brought of a whole new understanding of our relationship with God. Jesus referred to God as his Father in the New Testament. You know how many times? 150 times. 150 times. And he spoke of God as being our Father 30 times. So, Old Testament, 30 times. 13 times in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, he referred to 150 times. How is it in Afrikaans 150 times? Louder? 150. Okay, good. So just so you remember, it's very important to remember these numbers. Because that proves, shows, God is our Father. And we are part of the family. We are all one family. And he spoke of God as being our Father 30 times. So he referred to God as his Father over 150 times, and he spoke of God 30 times. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. This infuriated the religious. It is blasphemy to call God the Father. The religious Jewish people. They were infuriated. So they were not happy about Jesus. So that's why one of the reasons they crucify him. So. This title has become so common in the church today that we many times don't perceive it really, we don't give it a good significance. Like really something real. We take it very casual. Mm. Our Father which art in heaven. Like we say it without meaning it. But we need to mean it. And we are a family. And the family of God is very, very important because it is uh, without a father you cannot have a family. In the beginning God created the earth, right? And created Adam and Eve. Created the whole universe. Why he created Adam and Eve? And he became the father. But he had fellowship. In a family, we have fellowship with each other. And we are a family here, right? Yes. And we need to have fellowship with each other to get strengthened. That's why we need the church. We need each other. I need you. You need me. We need God. So you think, oh, we are young. We don't know much. Your presence 
It's very precious to God. It's really give us a strength. Dear God loves you so much. And he gave his only begotten son. If you only you be here on earth, he could have sent his son to die just for you. Why? Because he wants to have you forever with him in heaven. So precious. It's beautiful to be a family, right? It's very beautiful. It's nice to feel that we are helping each other. If you have a need, if you need a prayer, if you need something, you run to your family. You know, and we, as family members of the church, in our homes, we need to have the same thing. We have a family there. You are, if you don't have a father, a husband, right now, or whatever it happened, or you are the mother only, you're still the head of this family. We are part of the family. Because you do have a husband. You have God. Jesus is your husband. We gather as a family in Ephesians 2, 18 to 19, NLT. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit of what Christ has come for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer, say no longer, strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. You are members of what? God's family. You should have it on your book. It's, it's a page. You should have it on, this, on the book, your book. But I'm referring to it because it's very, very important. And I have another eight pages. So see how far we can go today. You all, we are members of a family. Father implies a family. That's why we are. The first prayer Jesus taught his disciples, say, our father. Say, when you say daddy, papa, when you were a child, if you had a father small or mama, whatever, you, when you were called daddy, you say, your heart was full. The same way God wants us when you address him, daddy, that we are happy to go to him. Just remember in John, 1, chapter 1, verse 12. Who remembers it? Say it, please. Africans, please, Africans. It's important. As many, in English, as many as receive him, to them gave he power, the ability. You become adoption, a child of God. And you become a child of God, you become a member of the family. Automatically. It's not something like, oh yeah, I'm just a lesser. God does not love me as much because I'm not so holy. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. And to surprise you something, he loves the ungodly outside, the sinner, as much as he loves Jesus. So why he loves the guy at the sinner outside that kills people <coughs> as much as Jesus, as much as me? Why? 
because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever that's very important he doesn't want anyone to perish he doesn't even want Hitler to perish he doesn't even want Biden in America to perish he wants everybody to come to repentance and to come to Christ that's what's Christ. And today I'm really, Eta, you are very shining today. You just, we are bold, we are full of the Spirit, you're sharing the word, you're answering. That's important. That's precious. That is precious. Don't feel embarrassed. We are a family here. Amen. We can share, you can speak with Maki. Don't worry. Nobody will bite you today. Amen. We love you. Life is richer with the community or family of the church. Hebrews 10, 24-25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good work, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. Say what? Encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. So we see the day drawing near. Every day we pass this day that draws near. Now, witness for us is uh, tuna. Every time we go to her house, passing by, bringing pizzas or bread, something. Do you know we see you in the church this Sunday? I'm working. I'm so happy. Uh, we, but we're happy to see her. Yes. We're happy to remind everyone we see come to church. Even the ones that don't come, believe me, we tell them. Amen. And we keep telling them. Amen. And we're going to keep telling them. And we're going to keep telling them. Amen. The same we should do the same. Go to your friends, guys. And invite them. Come have a coffee together. Just come and see God is good. Amen. Come and see if you have a problem in the home, bring your wife, bring your husband, bring your boyfriend. Don't feel embarrassed. You know, I'm not really legally married. Or they probably find the excuse. You live together with a man. It's the eyes of God. You live together. He's part of your family. You try to bring him here. Or any church. But we're having a good church here. That we're based in the world and grace. Not many churches have grace. They condemn others. So we want you here. God wants you here. God wants, brought you here for a reason. Some of you are with us over 10 years. Knows us over 10 years. And we study the word. And we have life groups together. And we share every week, twice a week, sometimes three times a week. So the word of God, it is important. You, you are not the church. You individually, you are not the church. We are the church. What we are? Church. So, I am not the church. What I am? One individual. I'm one stone of the church. So, how are you building a church? 
brick by brick, brick by brick, make a church. And what you put your roof on the top. And who is the roof? Jesus Christ. Jesus. He loves you so much, brother. He really has a special calling for you. He really loves you and he wants to see you progress. He wants to see all your needs provided. And he wants you happy. Because he loves you so, so much. As much as he loves me, he loves you. And if the Lord has worked for in my life the last 72 years, he wants to work in your life for the rest of your life. He wants to help you. He doesn't want to condemn you. He doesn't want to make you feel bad. He wants you to be happy. So, the word family for actually it never existed before the last 150 years, 1,500 years after Jesus, the world families are coming, appearing. Though in the Bible, in the King James translation, there is a world family. We can go to that word for Paul mentioned in Ephesians. But actually the world family was not really materialized till we hear how they were calling us. The household of faith. And we are the household of faith. The household of faith needs a father. And we are the household of faith. And who is our father? God. But who is our brother? Jesus. Yes. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are one. But also at the same time, it's part of us. Is the head or the roof of our church. It's our roof. Is that we we need to look unto him, to look up unto him, and to look inside of us, because he lives inside of us. The word family only occurs once in the whole New Testament. Here the passage, for this reason, I bow my knees before the family, before the Father, from whom Every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Ephesians 3, 14, 15. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. He gets his name. Ephesians 3, 14 to 15. And another translation For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. It's another translation. See, sometimes you mix up translations. You say, oh, it's not the same. Oh, the word is not right. The word is right. Mm -hmm. Even if the translation is different, the meaning is the same. The very, very little different meaning. But we don't believe because I don't believe in the Bible. I read the Bible because it's the Word of God, but I believe in God. And the Holy Spirit, that He inspired the Word of God. So we can get fed, and we can have a, a blueprint in our lives to be a family, to be a household of faith. That's very important. This is a book. This is nothing. But the Word is alive. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was... With God. And the word was? The same for the beginning was with God. See, John, 
It's a different gospel than the three other gospels, you know. But it's the, the word of God too. So John starts from the creation in the beginning. But what is in the John's gospel is not in the other gospels. Basically, the many, the many things happen. So that's why we need to study the, all the gospels. If a new Christian arrives, usually a lot of people try to suggest start with the Gospel of John. It's easy, it's loving, it's a very anointed, but also the other Gospel is not to neglect. One thing you'd like to know, the Gospel of John covers the first years of Jesus' ministry. The other three Gospels covers there are the two years of Jesus' ministry. So that's why we see the first gospel is the only gospel that has to turn the, the water into wine. There's not that many other gospels. So you have to pay attention to what you're reading and what you're studying and to know the word of God because the enemy will come to you to trick you. Ah, they're all, they're not the same. They don't know what they're talking. But you need to know what you're reading. You need to study. Let's say, read casually if you don't have like, like a mythology, like a, a love story. It is a love story, but it's the only love story you should study. The love story of God with us. That's why I say, for God so loved the world that he gave. Said, I would like to hear your voice. It really... Ring is like a song. You have a very nice voice. And a noise dings to the other people's ears. Very, very nice. God bless you, Eta. You're very amazing. So Ephesians 2, 18 and 9 says, For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, but fellow citizens, family with God, people, and also members of his household. 20. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. That means family. Chief cornerstone. Everybody knows how to explain in uh, Afrikaans, the cornerstone. When you build up a house, I think you build up a house. Yeah, the base that you build up the rest, they call it the cornerstone. Usually, the old days, they used to have a big stone, a big rock. They put as a base down on the earth. And then on top of it, they build up the house. And they, they put things together, and they, I don't know how they were doing it. But nowadays, you, when you dig down on the earth and you put stone underneath and you put cement concrete and then you put a rim around we did the house of Hedas and that's what he took took a lot of work there a lot of shoveling a lot of hard work and that's we're building in family here with the cornerstone Jesus Christ it takes a lot of hard work lots of love to finish it it's not going to be the end you know it's not me that is here. It's not 
Jebby, it's not Rita, it's not Emily, it's not anybody, it's not uh, a shepherd, you know. So, but it is Jesus. And we need to see Jesus in them. Because if we put our faith on people, people will fail. I'll fail. One day we're going to, you never know what's going to happen. But I don't base your faith in me. Base it in what I'm talking to you. Jesus. That's why you are here. Because you're not looking unto me. You're looking unto Jesus. And you too and some of you there. You are here because you're looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of faith. All believers are part of the family of God. Sometimes it can be confusing. To decipher what it means. To be the family of God. Individuals are born into blood. Read this. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. However, being part of the family of God goes beyond blood ties. We not connected with blood. My blood with your blood is not the same. But we have the same DNA with whom? Who knows? Jesus. Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. So when he died and he shed his blood for us, for our forgiveness of our sins and for our healing and all the package came together. His beatings, the breaking of his body, the dying of the cross, his death and resurrection, his blood that shed, all he mixes with us. And we die with him and we resurrected with him. And if we don't resurrect with him, we are still on our sin. So we have to make sure we believe and we receive his resurrection. Who remembers the verse Romans 10, 9 and 10? Who took it in English? Thou shalt confess with thy mouth, no. Lord Jesus, Louder. and shalt believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, Physically, you don't went to, to the grave, but you went spiritually. Because your spirit, since Adam and Eve sinned, died. You were dead. You were a child of the devil before you received Christ. That's why we see all these bad things happening outside, knives and stuff, because they, are, they don't know any better. They are children of the devil. But you, 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 when you receive Christ, what happened? Stephen? Say again? You become a new creature. You be born again. You become alive. You know that. You are a child of God. Say it together. I am a child of God. All together. Child of God. So you're not a child of the devil anymore. And we are a family. And they can, that's why we are here to help each other. You know? I don't know if we can help you in everything, but we can pray for everything. We have Father our God. He's the, most, the richest man of the universe. He created the whole universe. You know all the stars and everything there? You know what riches are there? What riches are there? It all belong to him. It don't belong to us. It belongs to the Father. So when we have a need, and our hearts in the right place. And when we ask the Father, 
the Father will give you exactly what you need. Say, and give us today our daily bread. You know, we don't ask for Ferrari, an expensive car. You ask the daily bread. And what's the daily bread? He talks there. He talks healing, salvation, it makes you well-being in all this earth, you know. You have exactly what you need to sustain in this life. You have enough good clothes, to have soap to wash your clothes. You know, it's important to have soap to wash your clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, if, it, if my wife does not use soap in the laundry machine, <laughs> I'm a big guy and I sweat a lot. But she's bearing with me for last hundred years, I think. It feels like 100 years married together because we've been so long together serving the Lord. But we have one mind, the mind of Christ. That's why we are still together. If you have problems in your family, it's because you, both of you, don't have the mind of Christ. You need to start sharing the gospel in your home. You need to start sharing the word in your home to all become the bigger part of the family. See, we see all faith united in the whole world. Then Jesus will come back. I heard yesterday, two days ago, I heard, uh, uh, what's his name? One of the pastors, I don't say his name. He says, today people were expecting Jesus to come back. They're expecting Jesus to come back as a rescue bus. Jesus won't rescue you. He doesn't want to rescue you. He wants you to bring others to the kingdom, to share his love, to share the gospel, not by force, because you love to do it. That's a family does. He, I love Eta because God loves her, we are part of the family. I love you because we are part of the family. Norita, because she loves you all, she spent time making this kind of sweet cakes, sweet, what was this? Seeds. Yeah, and I know she knew she was going to like it. She going to like it. Last week we got some. You loved it. She make more. So if we get to what we, because we have family and we love to help each other and we love to share with each other and we love to give to each other and we love even to get to get from each other because we getting good words, we getting prayers from you. We get a lot of things, but you can get the same thing from us. My goodness, okay, we see how times by hour. We have this song ready. This is a okay, a wonderful family. This is the family of God. We are sons and daughters of the king. Are the li- lyrics of the newsboy's song, Family of God. This is the song before I continue. It's a nice song.
Hallelujah. We are the family of God. The, what? Who remembers something about the song? Some word says, there is no what? Good. I like when you guys pay attention. You don't hear the songs, ah, shaking, you know, it just, but hearing the words that minister to our hearts. This song ministered to my heart a few days back. Then I asked Jebby if he can get it. And it's a beautiful song, especially for the theme of today. So Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that is not from you, it is a gift of Uncle Philip, no, <laughs> of God. It's not from work, so no one may boast. So that's why Jesus purchased you with the most expensive price. There is no more expensive price but the blood of Jesus that purchased your soul. And everybody, actually he got everybody's souls, everybody's life. But you need to receive it. You cannot be saved. That's why we have to tell them. Tell to your friends, come and see. God is good. Come and receive it. The life here is short. It's only a very short time. But you can be strong. For God so loved the world. Okay. Our believers are not part of the family of God because they have not placed faith in Jesus' death burial and resurrection. If they become believers, then they too can become members of God's family. If they become believers, what's what going to happen? They can become what? Members of God's family. They can become members of God's family. Becoming a member of the family of God, it's a wonderful thing. There is nothing greater than being part of the family of God. It's a great honor and privilege to know God as your Father. Being a member of the family of God includes knowing that you are eternally and forever loved by me. By no? Him. By Him. Who is Him? God. Jesus. Jesus. God. That's right. I'll try to see if anybody's awake. Did I put you still? I don't think you're so good. Keep us, uh, help us to stay awake. Okay, it means that you can never lose your place in his family. The concept of being part of a family can be foreign to many of us. Bro broken homes, hatred between family members, or never knowing your partner, your parents, never know your partner sometimes, can cause an individual to be skeptical of the idea of a family. In God's family, there is no abandonment, hatred, or abuse. So we don't have hatred or abuse. Mm -hmm. So if you have hate somebody in your home, or you have unforgiveness, go forgive. Even if they don't forgive you, you forgive. You love, because God is love, and you are part of God's family. You know, that's why the, Jesus told us in his prayer, our Father, and forgive those who trespass against us. As you forgive us, forgive them. Help us to forgive them. So it's very important to forgive. God has forgiven you through the blood of Jesus. But now, 
we need to forgive others. Only love, forgiveness, and grace abide with God's family. He will never cast you out or turn you away. In Isaiah 41, 10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yeah, I will help thee, yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Jesus. You mind reading it on your another version? NIV, whatever you have? And NLT. Uh, Isaiah 41.10. New Living Translation says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And who is the victorious right hand? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Say it together. Jesus. Jesus. That's beautiful. Maybe your father and mother or siblings do not treat you very well growing up. Even if our health, earthly families have hurt us or abandoned us, we know God never will. Psalms 27.10 says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. God will never forsake you. He can be fully trusted. That is Psalms 27.10. Please remember these numbers. Go home, meditate. Go all those verses. Write it down. Share it with your friends. Say, what I heard today. Like, if you have a wife home, if you have a husband home, can I share something with you I heard? Psalms 27.10 says that and that and that. I'm sure your husband, boyfriend, or girlfriend, whatever you have, has issues in the heart. But those things, or if you help them see the light, maybe they can see a glimpse of the light, but maybe they can get thirsty or hungry, they can want more light, more light. So they can come to Christ. Because our job, you know, we can force people to receive Jesus, but we can show them the way. We can love them the way. You know, if they see us ugly and bad, oh, you just, you know, they're not going to able to show them the way. So I don't want that way. Everybody has that way, the ugly way. But the good way, the godly way, Every child of God should have. But are we perfect? No. But we're growing and learning, right? Every day should try to make, to have a step forward. Learning something new. David, in the psalm, does not suggest in this verse that his parents had actually abandoned him. No. So they see David was when he was after what's name uh, Saul was after him to kill him. His parents had not abandoned him, but he actually take care of his parents. He says here, for the husband 
is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be their own husbands in even all things, in everything. So David, actually, go back to David. Actually, he took his father and mother and all his brothers, King David, and took him to a foreign king who they can live there. So Saul, don't kill them. But I'll go back to the verse I read before. It says here, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ. Are we subject unto Christ? Yes. Okay. So let the wives be to their own husband in everything. So I'll get to your source. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. I gave himself for it. So, what happened with Christ? He loves his church. He loves his wife, our church, us. So he gave his life for us. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the, with the washing of water by the word. So the water, the washing and cleansing was what? The word. Which word? Of God. See, the Bible has words, different translations. But if the word does not come from the spirit, does not speak to your heart, it's dead words in the Bible. They have to become alive in you. That's why you need to be born again, receive Christ, and get this word, these seeds that you read today, and you water by the word, by the water of the word every day, blossoms. And you become the beautiful person that you already are. I know some of you are know you for some time. I have seen you blossom. I have seen you as a flower growing. And you've been such a beautiful people here. Brothers and sisters, that's a wonderful. Some nice young men. What's happened to my Stephen? Stephen. Stephen? Bathroom, okay. I was talking about young people that blossom. Blossom. So. That he might, okay, go back. Husband, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such a thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So also the family should be without blemish. The family of God, all of us, we are part of his church, part of being of his wife. So he wants us to present us to the Father as without the blemish, because we are blemish, without blemish. He doesn't see us. He doesn't see our sins, because he washed us through his blood. So all men to love their wives as their own bodies. Men, when you get married, if you have a wife, Love her as your own body, own flesh, but nourish and cherish it, even as the Lord, the church. 
For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. There is a great mystery, but I speak concerned Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. Even if you're not legally married, you live with her, you need to love her. You need not only the good days, but also the bad days. They're not always good days. The same the other way around goes. You know, Jesus never beat his wife. So we should not beat our wife. I never beat my wife. Never. The last hundred years. No. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife as himself, and their wife see that she reverence her husband. Yeah. As you start to mention, you know, like love is a decision, it's not an emotion. It might bring an emotion, but love is a decision. So and love as Christ loved. Christ loved not depending on our performance. He made a decision to love us regardless. So in our marriages, we should make that decision to love regardless of the performance, not because he or she does this or that, but we love because we decided to love. Amen? Yes. And when we make that, there's much reward to be had. Now, uh, before I mention about David, who took his parents to another king, that is in First Samuel 22, verse 3 and 4. Just, uh, sorry, because the printer somehow mixed up a little bit uh, the topics. But, it's, we found it. So you can read it to find out that actually David, he takes care of his own family. He was make sure his family did take care. So truly, the Lord loves and cares for his children. The Apostle Peter instructs us to take care of all of our worries to God, knowing that he cares for us. In 1 Peter 5.7 And further, Hebrews 13.5.6 Assure us that we can count on the Lord for our helper, because he has promised he will never leave us, nor forsake us. We are family of God. Every Christian in the, in the world is part of the family of God. Whether the believer lives in China, St. Lawrence Pass, Bangladesh, California, they are part of the family of God. God's family is not restricted to any culture, ethnicity, age, or gender. Galatians 3.28 and every person within the family of God is equal. Romans 2.11 Likewise, each person is strongly beloved by God, and he wants all people to know him. Once we accept Jesus as our Savior, we become eternally part of God's family. As part of God's family, we inherit thousands of brothers and sisters in Christ. 
If you were born into a broken family, or you never knew your parents, rest in the knowledge that you have a father who loves you dearly, as well as millions of brothers and sisters in Christ. Every Christian you know, and every Christian in the world, is part of the family of God. Thank you, Lord. I will stop now. But one thing I want you to know. If you don't feel loved, it's because you don't let yourself to be loved. Just let God love you. He wants to love you. He wants to take care of you. Amen. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.ca. And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.ca.